Welcome back to the doghouse. Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns after the bye week. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjancic on SB Nation's dog by nature. And a little Dallas theme song. I know it's the Houston Texans we're playing, but it's in it's in Texas, and I like the theme song, Matt. So, you know, I don't think they have a Houston direct song, and this is this is a banging tune. So there you go. How are you doing? Good, Andy. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. We're we're all all rested off the bye week, as are the Browns, and it's it's all good. And you know what? Especially with the weather sort of turning, we gotta give a shout out to our guys at Zabo Apparel in Cleveland who hooked us up with our Danger Zone shirt. We we posted that on Instagram at Matt Flow Sports at Andy MC Sports and Twitter at Andy MC eighty one at Matt Fleur Jancic, and just like. Just really cool shirt. So we got the Danger Zone one. Then I got the hoodie, the Klee hoodie. That's the orange, but comes in different colors. Definitely, you got to check our guys out. It's S-Z-A-B-O-Apparel.com. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at uh, Zabo Apparel. So it's spelled the same way, S-Z-A-B-O Apparel. Um, you look pretty good in your Danger Zone shirt. I got to give you credit, man. The guns were popping. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, the wife was particularly happy about that. She's always liked the way my arms look, so she was about <laughs> the only one who liked that picture. <laughs> That's the only one that matters. Only one that matters. That's perfect. So, hey, yeah. man, if you can impress the wife these days, then That's you're it. doing something right. That's it, exactly. But they got so many tons of cool material. They got this uh, a wicked Scottish hammer shirt, uh, a Buckeyes uh, paraphernalia as well. So make sure you check out our good buddies there, Zabo Apparel. Uh, dot com. So, Matt, a lot of news, and most of it good for the Browns coming out of this bye week. Of course, we begin with Baker Mayfield having a close contact interaction with a staff member who had COVID-19, but he came back fine. Uh, Chris Hubbard was the player who has the positive test. He's in quarantine. But, Matt, we got to give full credit because the Browns, I think, maybe better than any other team, have handled their meetings and how they handle the COVID protocols to the T. And that's why Hubbard's positive test did not lead to an outbreak. They've actually gone above and beyond before they were thrown into the intensive protocols with Baker having the close contact. They had gone virtual with their meetings for the last few weeks now. So they've been really trying to keep on the field and as much as possible and kudos to them they've they've done a great job to to take care of themselves and take care of each other and that's not easy given how this sport it brings everybody together for you know 12 14 hours a day team meetings you know individual meetings practice you know cafeteria time for lunch and dinner I mean, there's so many togetherness parts of this game that for the Browns to be able to stagger the meal breaks, to kick all the stuff, all the meetings virtual, and to have still be able to practice, it's been it's been pretty remarkable. That's pretty this that's that's a heck of a feat. So kudos to the medical staff first of all, and the training staff and the work that they're doing. And then also to the players and coaches and staff themselves taking care of what they have to take care of so that the Browns can stay on the field. Yeah. 
it's been it's been remarkable, and it shows that it can be done, and it just takes a total buy, not like those idiots with the Titans that almost ruined everything, and other teams, like the Raiders being so sloppy. They take it serious, and the, the important part about the virtual meetings is that if one guy gets it, like Hubbard, you don't have, like what happened in Oakland, the whole offensive line room has to be quarantined because they're not in the same room. That's the brilliance of it, right? Right. You, you can still do it virtually. You don't have to. It's not like you're missing out on real-life practice, the, the, the tape watching and all that. You can do it virtually. So, again, like, full kudos. And, and that's why you, you don't want anything uh, to Hubbard or any player or staff member. But at least if it does, you're preventing an outbreak. Yeah, you can isolate it to that one or two people that are affected by it and still get your work done. Yep. Uh, I think Baker, Baker spoke to this earlier this week, and, and he was very um, – very good in what he said that you know this takes everybody it's not just players and coaches it's families of players and coaches it's families of staff members staff members themselves everybody taking you know as many precautions as possible you know to prevent an outbreak that could ruin a promising season. They know what they have mm-hmm. that, you know, yes, they're not happy about being five and three. They could be six and two coming out of the bye week if they had, they not played so poorly against the Raiders, but they know that they're still set up pretty well and could make this season something special. If they all bond together, do what they have to do and take care of, each other and just take extra precautions and they've done a very good job at it to this point and when you've got a guy like baker who's kind of setting that tone for you i think that goes a long way in terms of helping the browns get where they're going to need to go Uh, no doubt no doubt and some more good news for the browns nick chubb officially activated he's back he is back off the IR, practiced all week. First day was with the knee brace, two days without. Looks like he's a full go. Uh, Matt, I haven't heard anything about workload, if they're going to sort of just let him loose, if they're going to uh, uh, temper him in a little bit because of the the absence. What do you feel is going to happen? Because now you really have that one-two punch back with him and Kareem Hunt. I think they're playing a little bit of gamesmanship. That's mm-hmm. why it took till Saturday to activate him to the uh, – active roster and I think we'll see him get quite a bit of work I don't know if it's going to be a full workload but it's going to be pretty in my opinion it's going to be pretty damn close well and we look at it as far as the weather and going back to that Oakland game where nothing really worked the offense totally stalled um, lots of drop passes and all that looks like if I'm reading this right Matt looks like 58 and an 80% chance rain. And the winds, the, the wind gusts I've seen sort of differing reports from, like 20, or 20 miles an hour to 30 to 35. Like what, what, what's, what's the expected weather at First Energy Stadium tomorrow? I mean, it's not going to be pleasant. I do like how you almost slipped in the uh, metric system <laughs> measurements rather than the standard units down here. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, the projections are not good, and there's going to be wind. Wind's going to be a factor, mm. and they're going to have to learn how to handle it because neither team handled it real well in, in terms of the Raiders and the Browns a few weeks ago. Um, the Browns had more passing yards than the Raiders. I think it was like 122 to 112, 
Um, both had trouble kicking. I mean, it was it was really kind of a crazy weather day. It was miserable. Um, Wind-wise, I don't know that I've seen a, a crazier game than since probably the 07 season when they had that blizzard bowl against Buffalo. With Buffalo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was the craziest wind I've ever seen, but did, this one was right up there. Um, so hopefully they have a better handle on, on how to play it um, when they get on the field tomorrow because they're likely going to need it, that knowledge in terms of how to handle it because it's not looking too good. Well, the Texans 2-6. and six, An old friend returns, interim head coach Romeo Cronell, who we know formerly a former head coach of the Browns, and really their, their best record, still didn't make the playoffs, but their best record uh, since 2002 at 10-6 in that 2007 year, Romeo was the head coach. So he's uh, oldest coach in the, the league. I think he's 73, and uh, he'll have them, I'm sure, ready to play. But, Matt, when we look at the the running game on both sides, we talked about Chubb and Hunt for the Texans. David Johnson is out. But another old friend comes back. Duke Johnson is going to be the lead back for Houston. So knowing how you've put it in the past that he uh, can catch the ball, but he can't quite run in between the tackles as good as they'd probably like, right? I say that now, but tomorrow the Browns better help prove me right. Yeah, because yeah. I would be really disappointed if they let a guy – like Duke Johnson come in here and rattle off like a hundred yard game pretty much all by running between the tackles. He's not a between the tackles runner, never has likely never will be on a consistent basis in the NFL. He's just, you know, he's a great athlete. And if you get him on the edge, he's fine. But if you ask him to get those tough yards, he struggles, Yeah, struggles a lot. So hopefully that D-line and those linebackers can help clog up the middle and prevent him from having that breakout game. You know he's going to have a chip on his shoulder because the Browns traded him. And I heard a good point the other day on one of the radio stations in town. Look, he can have all the chips that he wants on his shoulder, but he really shouldn't have that many because the Browns sent him to a team that ended up in the playoffs last year. And he wanted to be traded. So He wanted to be traded. He he, – he wanted to be traded. They obliged him. They sent him to a good team. Yeah. Shoot, I, they treated him a lot better than than they they should have. But they also knew that they had a sucker on the other side in oh. in Bill O'Brien, who made some of the worst deals in the history Horrible. of football. Horrible. <laughs> um, Horrible. But I, it, had it not been for that offer, I probably would have sent him to like the football version of Siberia. I would have sent him to like the Jets, Jacksonville, or. The Jets, yeah, like, yeah. just terrible football teams. I'd say enjoy that, Duke. But, yeah, you're right. Like, Duke's average is, like, under three yards a carry when he's actually, like, running between the tackle. That shouldn't be an issue, which means, Matt, bad weather. Deshaun Watson, who's been spectacular, he's, like, eight touchdowns, no interceptions in his last number of games. Um, he's going to have to throw the ball or run it himself. And so it's all about containment. Miles Garrett back healthy as well. Remember coming out of that Raiders game had the uh, the, the knee issue. Um, Mac Wilson says he's 100%, which is good. And I believe Jacob Phillips, he's questionable, but is expected to play the rookie who um, he's raw, but he's got a great motor. He can fly all over the field. So it's it's a good, 
it's a good sign that the Browns, at least right now, seem like they're the healthiest they've been in a while. Yeah, they they were pretty banged up the first half of the year. Um, it just seemed like everybody was starting to get nicked up. So yeah, hopefully yeah. this this bye week break uh, has given everybody time to heal up a little bit. Nobody's going to be a hundred percent at this point. It's just not possible given the physicality and the nature of the sport. Um, but to be as close to good as possible coming into a game where you're going to get tested by a hell of an athlete in Deshaun Watson, Mm -hmm. you need to be healthy. And to this point, the Browns have done what they needed to do to get in the best shape possible to be ready to go tomorrow. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough test, but it looks like they're going to have as close to a full complement of defenders as they've had all season. Yeah, and and so now it's about Watson. Now, the Texans' O-line is not great. They've given up a lot of sacks, but Watson is a Houdini. He can escape. Uh, we'd love to see a carryover from uh, Olivier Vernon's two sacks. Who knows if that's going to happen? Claiborne's been nothing really this year, um, even on a rotational basis. So it's all about Miles Garrett. And and really, Matt, when it comes down to it, you look at what what this team is. They're ranked second last in rushing in the running game. So they got to throw. So bad weather game, like... Uh, we have the advantage in that area. I hate to say bring it on, but boy, Deshaun Watson, if you're going to slice it and dice it up in the air in weather like this, then, you know, you, you, you deserve all the credit that you get. Yeah, but he is a good one. He's yeah, good. He's I good. would feel a lot. I, I would feel comfortable trusting him in, in this kind of situation, even though I know he plays in a dome and they don't have the, the crazy kind of, weather conditions that go from 50 to 20 it like Cleveland does. But I still think that Deshaun Watson is one of those dudes that no matter what's going on around him, he can find a way to make it work. He is a really talented athlete. He's top 10 in the league in passing yards and in passing touchdowns. And keep in mind, they traded his number one target in the off season for a, a running back who hasn't, you know, been able to find himself again yet and he's out and and they've still done such a good job to make plays for him you know just it's impressive because you know will fuller you know he can fly but the knock on him was he really can't run anything but the go route right but they've somehow made it work you know, he's got a couple other guys that were essentially scrap heap guys, you know, that have been around and kicked around the league for a while. Randall Cobb, you know, Darren Fells, the tight end, you know, mm-hmm. all these guys. And he still made it work and made them look effective football players. So I, I give him a lot of credit for being able to do what he's done. Just a really good athlete humble guy you don't really hear him talk all that much he just goes about his business and gets ready for game day yeah. and you got to respect that yeah you absolutely do you got brandon cooks there as well uh and also for the browns hey, i I'm, I'm it sounds strange with all the good news white teller back healthy no injury designation matt the people appreciate i like white teller might be the most appreciated guard since 1999 for the browns like that guy just seemed to make all the difference. You're getting Chubb back. You're getting Teller back. And 
you're going up against a Houston defense that's allowing the most rushing yards per game at 159 and a half yards average per game. Like, again, this all lines up for the Browns to ground and pound and smash it. But we said that also against the against Vegas. The difference is you got Chubb back, you got Teller back, and people are as healthy as they've been in a while. I think Wyatt Teller could end up being the most important player on the Browns this year. That's and I'm why. not trying to to overemphasize my point here. I'm just trying to say what it is, is that when he's on the field, they're a completely different team. That guy really did a good job in the offseason to get himself ready to go, get him in game shape, and turn in what could be an all-pro season. I mean, legitimate all-pro type talent. And it's when you're running behind a guy like that, that's just a road grader that's not not afraid to get a little nasty, uh, that's as good of a situation as you could hope for for running back. And we've got two really, really good ones who enjoy running behind that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now, now you, you know, you can just mix and match that thunder and lightning that you called it, the – uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And also, Matt, coming into this week, um, head coach seven, uh, Kevin Stefanski said he expects Baker Mayfield to ascend the second half of the season. Sort of indirect pressure a little bit being laid, at least on expectation, saying, hey, you know what? We like what we've seen to a point. He's healthy. Now it's time. I don't know if we're going to see that tomorrow necessarily with the, the weather the way it is, but I think at the very least, we should be expecting less turnovers and it sounds like the coaching staff who and, and front office who did not draft Baker are expecting to see step forward now. Like, it's not – you've had half the season. Let's let's see what you got. Well, you have to see steps forward because there's some big decisions that have to be made yeah. with that young man coming up here soon. Yep. You have to decide if you're picking up the fifth-year option. You have to decide whether you're going to want him long-term and try to negotiate a contract extension with his agent. You know, there, there's a lot of things that are up in the air for this young man over the last eight games of the 2020 season. And the Browns coaches and, and general managers, to their to their credit, they've put the challenge out there. They've thrown down the gauntlet. And now it's like, okay, we like you. We like some of the things you've been able to do. Can you get us over the hump? Mm-hmm. Can you play in meaningful games and make an impact? Because that's arguably going to be the most important part of getting you your contract extension that you want. Yeah, that's it. That's it, right? So when we look at, at that, and then with the Houston Texans at two and six, a little bit deceiving, Matt. Like I talked about the defense; it's no good. You got JJ Watt, who's actually been really good against the Browns in his career, three and zero. Oh. Um, but look at the opponents the Texans have faced, and then reconsider the two and six loss to the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Steelers. That's the first three weeks of the season. Then you lose to the Vikings. Eh, you know, you could argue you could win that one. Their two victories are against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who stink. You lose to the Titans and the Packers. Outside of the Jaguars and maybe the Vikings, there's not too many games in that slate that you should point to. And that, oh, yeah, they should have won that one. So they might be – like I just caution Browns fans. Like, this team might be better than their record shows right now. And Kevin Stefanski did a good job to indicate that at the beginning of the week. And he was asked, you know, is he – trying to keep the players t- from focusing on the fact that this is a two and six team. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I am because they are really, really good. He's like, look at who they've played. We've played some of those teams. We know how good they are. Mm-hmm. 
this is going to be a challenge and we have to answer it. Yeah. And, and so that that's the one caution. But when we look at it, the Browns are four point favorites uh, at home. And the over-under is set at 46 with the weather. If we're making our official predictions there. And hit us up with your predictions, too, at AndyMC81 at Matt Flerjancic on Twitter. Um, the, I'm kind of liking the under if it's weather. Like, I could see this sort of, like, hopefully more scoring for the Browns than that uh, that Las Vegas game. But maybe, like, yeah, like uh, in, in the high teens, low 20s type of thing. I'm going to take the under on the 46. And I'll go with uh, – I'm actually going to pick – the Texans to win, Matt. I got a, I got a little bit of a, got a little bit of a bad feeling about. It. I'm going to pick the Texans to win 24-21 again. Hope I am incorrect. Well, this is a switch. <laughs> uh, usually, I'm the one that's a little mess. I'm a little nervous out of this. I got to see. I hope everyone healthy and comes back raring to go. But maybe this is just injured Browns fan to me in the past. But whenever it seems like, oh yeah, you should beat it, like that Vegas team. It doesn't go so well. So I, I it, this would be a huge win for for Cleveland to keep moving forward at five and three. I'm going to be the optimist in the group, and I'm going to say twenty to fourteen yeah. Browns. I dig it. I want you to be right. I want your score to be right. I desperately want to be wrong. I will gladly take the L on what would then be a victory Monday show that we would have. You know, we've got to total up our our predictions at the end of the year and see where we're at. Oh. See, yeah, we'll have to go back to how, the archives. Who, who's better at picking this team, you or me? <laughs> yeah, we got it. You know what? We got it. Yeah, we got to go back to the archives on um, SB Nation's Dogs by Nature and, and check out what we predicted. But you know, there we go. We we got got the predictions in. Let us know yours, and we'll keep the good feels, Matt. And let's hope everybody's healthy back, and we just see a dominance, and effort, and a commitment, and a will that gives all Browns fans confidence moving forward and that we're going to make a push for that wild card spot that sounds like a plan to me i want to be in that race all the way through and i want to i want them to win that that race i want them to get in the playoffs so in front of us i don't have to keep writing that they have the nfl's longest playoff Uh, drought of 17 years i don't want to add 18 to that list all right let's just damn do it and get it done and texans no slouch if you you fancy yourself a playoff team you got to beat this club this is the type of game you got to win. You can't play the Cincinnati Bengals all the time. Okay. You got to win games right. like this. You got Philly after that Jags, Titans, Ravens, Giants, Jets, Steelers. So let's I mean, go. It sets up pretty well for them. If you look at it, they, before last week's slate of games were played, they had three opponents on the schedule that were one and six, the Giants, Jets, and the Texans. Then they had the, or the no, the Jets hadn't still hadn't won yet. No. Um, so there was another team in there that was one and six. And yet the only three teams that they play with a winning record are the Titans, the Steelers, and the Ravens. So you have to win one of those games to prove that you can actually belong in the postseason. But you have to win the games against the guys that don't have the great records because, hey, they're still on the schedule too. And if you don't stack up the wins there, it's going to be pretty hard sledding the rest of the way no and the eagles are not an easy out getting healthier easy uh either so all right matt let's keep a good thought let's hope we get the victory monday show i've gotten used to those i like those uh and we'll uh we'll, we'll cheer on the browns and hope it's not too wet yeah that's a hey, man if if it's pouring and it comes down to running the ball i love the browns chances in yeah. this game i i really do because i don't know that the texans can do it no i'm with you 
Outside right, of Deshaun Watson. Outside of he Watson. He can spoil himself. everything. He's the caveat. He can. He can make up for a lot of ills. He really can. <laughs> All right, buddy. Good stuff. Enjoy the game. Hopefully, we'll talk on Monday. All right. Sounds good. Looking forward to it, Andy. All right. That's Matt Fleur-Jancic. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to SB Nation's Dogs by Nature. Browns versus Texans. Let's go.